culture and innovation at the same time. episode of the comedy trap house mm-hmm. i am your host stevie rome green yep junior yep. that that you gotta let me finish before you oh okay. i'm doing my intro you can't okay <laughs> I, I ain't know that i know you need yep, yep in there not, yeah no so. no nah, nah, i mean thank you thank you for assisting me uh i'm back i'm here i'm in uh Macon, Georgia. For those of you who don't know where Macon, Georgia is, it is about a about an hour outside of Atlanta, um, in the sticks, in the woods, in the woods, southeast. It is, it is uh, you know, Warner Robins and Macon are pretty much right beside each other. Same, same thing, right? They're right beside each other, but that's where uh, Army Base is, and that's where my father retired at. Uh, and and um, I've had the opportunity to come home, be with family. Um, my dad came and got me from Atlanta on Saturday, and me and him just realized that we hadn't seen each other in about 18 months. And before I go into what I was going to talk about with that, let me just introduce to y'all um, back for the second time. Second time, and and so it's been about two years since the last one. So, uh, second time uh, back on here. He's a, he's an incredible man, uh, father, son, not a granddad yet, not a granddad yet, but uh, incredible uh, military vet. That's coming. Incredible military vet. Uh, served the country. Brave man. Wore that green. Uh, you can find them DJing at your local <laughs> local parties in your community, ladies and gentlemen. My father, Stevie Green Senior, aka DJ Slice, is back in the building. Yep, yep. <laughs> what it is, what it ain't. Yeah, I'm back in the house. Um, just to uh reiterate, yeah, and I'm going to um. Have to correct you on a few things. Oh, excuse yeah. me. Correct me. Um, uh, the local base here is known as uh, Robbins Air Force Base. So, uh, well, it's in Warner Robbins. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, it, it ain't Army. This is a Air Force base. Excuse, in, um, excuse me. We, you know, being bred and raised up in the Army, you know, we you know, we do the forts. Air Force do the base. Okay, I didn't know that. That's why I learn something new every day. There you go. There you learn go. Learn something new every day. Stick around, young blood. St- <laughs> Stick around. <laughs> Stick around. Uh, um, uh, welcome back. Uh, thank you. I'm glad to be back. Uh, it's good to have my my oldest uh, here as uh, in Mactown. Uh, Mactown is what they call it's it. It's been 18 months or more since we had uh, laid hands on each other. That's crazy. Face to face. But it's not without saying that we don't keep in touch. So, yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, I know he's a busy man. He's out there doing big things, making big, a legacy for himself. Big things, big things. Carrying on the dream that I started um, way back when you, he was in Pampers again. You you started this dream. Yeah, that was me. They had the first mic to put you to your hand uh, when you were sitting at the high chair. You put the first mic in my hand, and I think I've been yes, I've yeah. been addicted ever since. There it is. Ever since. Um, there it is. I was known as DJ Slice, but now I moved to Smooth Slice now. So. It's smooth Slice. Smooth Slice. You will forever be DJ Slice. Yeah. DJ Smooth Slice. There it is. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, so you have three sons. Um, you know, you have a four-year-old named Gideon. You have a 11-year-old named Joshua. And you have a 29-year-old named Stevie Green Jr., the prince, you know, and... Uh, heir to the throne. Heir baby. to the throne. Yes, the next up. Yes, and I was going to say, did you ever, did you see yourself having three boys? Did boys run in our family, or did you think that you might have a girl in there somewhere? There was a time that I thought you was going to be a girl. You thought I was going to be a girl. Yeah. You, Maybe that's why I'm so good with women. That, <laughs> that's kind of like passed down from generation to generation. Oh, that's, gen- that's a generational but thing. That, but that is why you're good, though, because <laughs> your name is Green. So. But, uh. You, you, did, you thought I was going to be a girl. But I think you've accepted the fact that you just you just got boys in you. That's just what it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I accept the fact that um, I make kings. All right, um, that's a that's a better way to look at it. I make kings. You make so, kings. Uh, you make kings. I like look that. Look out through through our history, even this, even in Spartacus and the Spartans. Um, not that girls were a bad thing, but um, real men, kings were supposed to have kings. Okay. All right. And when uh when it was a a female baby uh. The man would look that oh, you, you, you can't you can't say a female no more in this generation. You gotta say woman when it was a woman. Okay, um, I stand corrected. Uh, <laughs> my vernacular is and uh, politically being correct. A uh, woman. Yeah, yeah, woman. Formed from man is a woman, but we won't go. We won't go scripture, but we won't keep it that way. A woman. Yes. Our females are made by species, and women are woman. I got that. You got it, but um, yeah, um, actually, uh, after having my first son, and then Joshua being born, Gideon, I was hoping that that was gonna be a girl because yeah, that was a joke that God played on me because I thought I was done again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was hoping that matter of fact, I prayed that he was gonna be a girl. He just. <laughs> I guess he didn't hit my prayers. Yeah. So. Yeah, because you, I mean, you, you, you got a strong queen as a wife, and you know it would have been that'd have been great to have a little princess, you know, to add to the squad, you know. But uh, you got you got a you got a rough one because that boy rough in there. Oh yeah, the Gideon. (laughs) The the Gideon of um, he gonna be. He he, yeah. He he, gonna test us all. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) He gonna he gonna test everybody. Um. But yeah, no, nah, um, I, I I like uh, I, I like it though. You know, having two two younger brothers, just just two guys that was two guys that I, that that can look up to me now too as well. 
as as I as I continue on my my journey and they go on theirs. Now at the beginning of the podcast, we said that I hadn't seen you in eighteen months. We didn't even realize it had been eighteen months until Saturday till yeah. you got there. Yeah. Now. Was is it at any time during those eighteen months where you feel like, you know, man, like why, 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 why my son ain't came to see me, or did you accept a long time ago that it's not gonna be like it used to be when I was in college? You know, it's tough. Well, um, let me put it this way. Okay. The father in me, yeah. Long to see my son, and also long to know that my oldest son has a relationship with his younger brothers. True, very true. Um, because that's important. Family is 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 the bond to 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 joy and happiness. You mm-hmm. know. So I, I before anything would happen to me, I would want that my sons were all connected. Not just because of you know genealogy, me being their father, but because of their relationship with one another. Um, me having children later in life, I depend on my son. Yeah, that y'all know as Rome, uh, but Stevie Jerome Green Junior, the Junior, uh, to, to, to take that. You know, be able to take that baton and, and keep it moving forward. You know, yeah, and raise his younger brothers as I would have when I raised him. So it's important for me to have that relationship established and have that link never broken. But the man in me mm-hmm. understood that he was taking care of business. Yeah, um, even the naysayers. The people that say, "Wow, man, your son don't come see you," but I mean, but I always talk about him, and they say, "Well, you know, um, he's taking care of things. He's doing big things." I said, "Yeah, he's doing this. He's doing so, that." It's haters out there. Oh, it's haters. It's silent haters. It's okay, silent haters. Yeah, okay. Want to give those looks sometimes? Yeah, when, when yeah. You, when you speaking proud of your 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 accomplishments or yeah, or, yeah. or, or your your offspring, yeah. and, and you know they see the excitement in you, but. They try to find some underlying thing. Well, yeah, yeah. Is he doing this? Is he doing that? Yeah. You know, those those are, those are silent haters. And, that, and that's okay. That's okay. They don't understand. That's okay. They don't understand our dynamic. They don't understand our relationship. And I mean, honestly, it's just like you know, I, I was talking to somebody about this one day. I was like, you know, uh, growing up, you know, you, you being in the military, it's times where you had to be away for long periods. Very long period. Very long period. Right. I remember it was the time you was in Saudi Arabia for how long? You was in Saudi Arabia for a minute. Yeah, and then I went to Panama for a minute when you just was one. Yeah. So, I, growing up, you know, we we kind of had a interesting relationship in, as far as, of course, as a kid, I didn't understand. As a child, I'm never going to. Child, children don't understand. Like, if you leave Josh and Gideon for two months now, they're going to be like, what's going on? Where you at? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And that's how I was younger. But when I got older, I realized, I was like, yo, my dad was just a man doing what he had to do. 
You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, cause we not perfect. You you growing every day. You yeah, know what I'm saying? When you right. grow, you growing every day. When you twenty uh, twenty years ago, you was thirty five. Twenty years ago, right. I was nine years old. Right. Thirty five is a young. That's a still a young guy. Yeah, and and the you know, you, yeah, keep going. Yeah, okay. it's still a young guy, but a nine year old is not gonna understand what a thirty five year old has to do. You know what I'm saying? A nine year old isn't gonna understand what a thirty five year old man is having to take care of, or what or what you're even dealing with personally. That's true. That's true. Or what you and my mother maybe did. Well, you know, anything. You know right. what I'm saying? We don't. Right. A nine year old not going to say. But now, me being about 30, yeah. <laughs> I've, I put myself in, I put myself back in my nine year old self, and I'm like, oh, it's just life. It's just it, life. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just life. life you know. It's life. Uh, you had something to say on that? You, you was. Well, you was thinking about But looking something. back at it. Yeah. Being in the military at a young age, and when I came in, you know, I had to learn how to uh, kind of like become my own role model. Yeah. You know, there was older guys in the military, you know, mentors, things like that. But being a young man and then having a child, and then before I know it, I was 30 years old, it's like I didn't know really what I was doing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> When I look back at it, because you had I, me I at was what? Still playing. Me, you had me at twenty. At twenty-five. Yeah, that's twenty-five. I had you at twenty-five. I was still being a man. How to be a man. I was just getting to be a man, and now all of a sudden I got a a baby. Yeah. You know, and um, good thing his mother. Yeah. You know, whom I love, you know, Jed, Pam, uh, was there to help. Me. Support him and you know help me support get me through the things that I need to go through. Yeah, because actually she was more mature than I was at that time. You know, yeah. women are. Yeah, women are. So yeah. I had to learn how to not just be. I was more like a friend, daddy. You know, like I'm young, I'm cool, I'm still <laughs> doing things with my baby boy. We looking good, we playing basketball, <laughs> running around the house. But I wasn't really teaching lessons at 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, or 30. Gotcha. I was having responsibility, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't really mentoring at yeah. that age. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I hadn't even come to my own knowledge of the wisdom that that I would and, be given at this point in my life. And even I mean, you you fast forward five years from that, you thirty, but still that's a you thirty. That's like me right now with a five year old. Exactly. And I'm telling you right now, I I couldn't see me having a five year old. <laughs> Of course, nobody sees themselves. I would make it work if I had to, of course, but I don't. With the, but we had two different lifestyles at the same time, right? So you know, my my lifestyle is is a more uh, free freelance, you right. know, a more freelance lifestyle, right. entrepreneur type of lifestyle. Right. Yours was a little bit more structured. You exactly. knew you knew when the paychecks was coming. You knew what you was gonna be getting. You knew, you know, what I'm saying it was it was solid. And plus, you was with my mom. You know right. what I'm saying, and, and she handled all the bills. I gave her all the money. I just took a little bit for my my albums and 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 DJ stuff. Yeah, I wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's just so it's interesting the dynamic now with me being thirty and and you being uh, a young fifty five. Amen to that. Thank God. A young fifty five, which I'm I'm blessed to still have my father here. Have all my my father, my both my grandparents on both sides, which I'm still blessed to have, and it's just 
as I'm as I'm as I'm getting older, I'm and becoming more of a man. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm finding myself questioning a lot of things that I never did before. Like I find myself wondering about my wife, who that's gonna be. I find myself, you know, thinking about like, am I gonna have a Am I gonna be an old dad? I find myself thinking about that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, am I gonna? You know, I find myself thinking about those things because I mean, it's a part of becoming a man. You think about that stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's and that's good because a lot of times when I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about you know, okay, Stevie Junior is in California. I say, yeah. uh, you know, at, at his age, I was already had a family. Yeah, I had him. Yeah. You know, have responsibilities. Yeah. You know, and I say now, I say, does he think about those things? Does he? Does he just want to do what he's doing, or do he think, okay, well, now I got to start patterning my life a little bit or directing it to when I mold, I'm molding me as a man. I see that now that you're here, mm-hmm. that you you thinking more in terms of orchestrating this whole life thing to the point where when you do make that move to have that you know you choose a woman yeah to yeah for mate and when you do have children i see now how you with your little brothers how you patient with them for a young man for a 30 year old man that don't have a children to be patient as you are i'm astonished at it you know how you uh diffuse the situation with your little brothers and stuff like that and you know and take the time and not just be yelling at them you know yeah, yeah. some kids some men will just come in and just start yelling because you know, I'm the big brother. Yeah, I yeah. said do this. I do that. Yeah, you, yeah. You learn. You reason with him. You know, so that gives them understand. Okay, yeah. You know, he he like daddy. You know. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Like daddy, or he's different than daddy, but in the way he, I still listen. To I still listen. To, yeah, yeah. So I see that you're being molded by your surroundings, but at all at the same time, you understand that that the the higher potential that you have is to 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 be a father, yeah. to be a husband, yeah. to be a provider, you know, and to impart your wisdom onto your your it, offspring too. And you it's know. I guess it's it's more so I, I just think about it because I'm 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 in a I'm in a world where I have to sacrifice a lot. Cause for example, if I was still living in Atlanta or even North Carolina, I'd probably been married. I'd probably been married. Yeah. I probably, probably been married, probably been been settled down or whatever, but because that status quo, status quo, and it, and it, and I might not have been happy though, you know what I'm saying? Like I might I might have would have had I might have would have had what society deemed as oh he's married he got his kid da 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 successful, right. but I wouldn't have felt successful right. inside, right. and that's right. and that's the 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 crazy dynamic when right. it comes to being in the world that I'm in. Right. We sacrifice a lot. We sacrifice. We sacrifice family time. It's been eighteen months. You're right. You're right. Yes. Some people can't go eighteen days without seeing their parents. You know what I'm saying? It's been eighteen eighteen months, and and then you know because you and my mom are are separated, I have to balance the time. Right. I have to see my mom. I have to see you. I got a little sister. I got little brothers. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, right. Right. And it's just right. like right. 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 it's it's not a. Sometimes it's not easy. <laughs> sometimes, oh, no. sometimes it's not easy because it's just like you know. I want to be. I want to. I want to see everybody. I got grandmothers. I got. I got people in Florida I ain't seen in years. You're right. I got Florida family I ain't seen in years, and it's not that I don't want to, but it's just we've. Everybody's grown older. Everybody's you know had different things in life that they dealt with, and we've. 
even with some of my family on my mama's side we everybody we we may have grown apart i don't mean i don't love you but i'm just saying i'm i'm i had to make a certain sacrifice cuz i know what i want to be and i know that i want to be successful in it you know what i'm saying with that comes a little bit of hey i might not be able to make it home this christmas but maybe i can fly you guys out or something maybe we can yeah. You know, who knows what next year bring? Next year, I, I next year I believe it's gonna be a big, big, big year for us. Or this, well, in the next four days when next year comes, <laughs> it's gonna be a big, big, big year for us. And I just two zero one eight. And I just think it's going to be a year uh, of of a lot, even a lot more sacrifice. But with 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 sacrifice, that's a part of the becoming a man. You know, I feel like that's a part of growing into a man because, you know, at, kings had to make sacrifices. God himself had to make sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? It's just certain sacrifices had to be made to to in order to uh, to manifest your vision. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a gem for people who are listening. Certain sacrifices have to be made in order for you to manifest your vision. You made a sacrifice going into the military. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know if you'll make it out of there alive. You don't know. Nope. You don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you, just, you never knew. You don't know what's gonna happen. But you did it because you had a love for your country, love for what you were doing, and love for people enough to be in the middle of, in the service. You know. Well, and in, in, in light of that, you know, we was talking one day, and and God put me in the military in places where I would be overseas to help. To help, yeah. The less fortunate. Yeah. You know, and I always thought, like, what am I doing over here in this country? Why am I helping these little girls? Why am I helping this family, you know? And and it wasn't because that I chose to go over to these countries. Yeah. The world countries, whether it was um, Honduras, whether it was uh, Saudi Arabia, whether it was Haiti, you know, uh, Libya, Peru, or wherever, Panama. But in doing that you know mm-hmm. there was always a purpose you know um, we talked about one day of um uh in our, my bible study you know i am a god-fearing man mm-hmm. and my son is too mm-hmm. uh, that um finding your potential you know or uh being in your season and it's not the season that changes you know the fall winter spring mm-hmm. summer but it's, it's in the season that God has for you, and knowing that you're in His season, in the season that you have for you, that's where you reach your potential. Yeah, yeah. You know, because even even Stevie Junior, you know, when he when he moved to uh, L.A., you know, from from Atlanta, I mean, he was close enough here where I could go run down there and see him. And when I was in Atlanta, spend yeah, some time with him, and we go out and you know have father and son weekend or whatever. But when he moved away, you know, like, okay, um, we've talked about it. And he told me, Daddy, this is what I'm going to do. And, and we shared, I shared his vision. He shared his vision with me, and and I supported it, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I looked at myself at his age when I had, like in the military, when I had to leave and go somewhere and leave my family uh, back in the States. So, like you say, even though we had separate situations, it almost involves it being him being the same as I was. He travels. He yeah. meets people. He, you know, traveling's in my blood, and, and that's in his blood. Being yeah. born in Germany, yeah, it, it hasn't been in the blood. Yeah, 
So uh, if you guys hear noise in the background, just our little my little brothers in there playing. So yeah, that's, that's natural sounds. Go ahead, <laughs> but go ahead. But um, that's just family going on. Yeah. So, but um, it's just you know it's it's for all the young people out there um, aspiring to 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 reach your goals or, or your dreams or uh, things that you want to do in life before you do them. You know it's okay, but you know you know ask the father. You know, talk to him. Be a relationship with God, and that's what is it is. It, is you hear the voice when he tells you to move. Yeah, when he moves you. He moves you in he the right direction. He yeah, you in his season. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, just we we are a testament to that. You know, had I not gone to Atlanta, I wouldn't be where I am now. That's true. But I was moved. I was moved at in like ninth grade when I first visited Atlanta. Some told me he was like, "Yeah, you gonna go to school here." Yeah, I remember. You can't believe that. It was like 2002. Yeah. Way before I was in high. I mean, way before I was in college, I was like, you know what? I'm 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 gonna go to I'm gonna go to school in Atlanta. Like some told me already. You know what I'm saying? But I know that was just God, like giving me that bug. Like here, this is for you. Now, being that you traveled at a young age and everything, did you ever have moments where you wanted to, either when you felt lonely or wanted to go home? Yeah, I remember my first duty station when I went from uh, Georgia being at Fort Gordon to being finding myself two days later in Germany yeah a whole different two, two days later after after I graduated from, from uh, what you call technical school yeah yeah two days later one one day I'm in the United States the next day a couple days I'm in Germany whole nother language whole nother language whole nother place whole nother surround weather everything no family <laughs> Have made no friends, and I found myself in the dark. Actually, it was a big open room bay. I was the only one in there because everybody hadn't got in yet. Uh, surrounded by lockers, and I had a bed, and I was, I was just, I felt like I was in a dream. Yeah. Didn't know what I was gonna do the next day. Didn't know how to talk to talk, walk to walk. Barely, like I said, out of technical school. But here I am now, and supposed to be a man. You're just throwing into it, though. Throwing into it. Yeah. Supposed to be a man. Supposed but I think that's. But that's a testament to, to anything in life. You just gotta, you kind of gotta get thrown into it sometimes. Yeah. You gotta you get, get thrown into it. You gotta it. get thrown into it. It's gonna be scary. It's yeah. gonna be scary. You ain't gonna know what's going on, but you gotta get thrown into it. Yeah. And and but at that moment, you you knew. I I guess at that point, you knew like, all right, this is real life, like yeah. this. It was real life. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with my mama no more. <laughs> I'm with mama no more. And and and, and honestly, I, I cried that night. I cried. You got you let out some thug tears. <laughs> I let some thug tears out. Some sliced tears. I was slicing some tears up then. I, was, I, I, I cried that night. I, I boo hooed. It was it was in the dark. Too. <laughs> like a movie scene. It was in the dark. <laughs> hey man, ain't nothing wrong. I mean, listen. That was that was the real emotion. It was like, all right, man, I yeah, here I am, no, surrounded by nobody but me. That's it. It's not like you. It's not like you was in like if you was in Florida and went to you know Chicago. That's different. You might be like, all right, I'm still in the states. I know I, I can I can maneuver my way around. You in a country where you don't know if they like you. You don't know. I don't know nothing over here. I don't know what the food is like. I don't know. You know what I'm saying nothing. How long did it take you to adjust? Because, like, you know what? Adaptation is a big thing when with growth. 
if you're not a person that can adapt to to situations, it's gonna be hard for you to to live out those dreams, those goals that you want. You got to be able to adapt because situations they they can get they can get crazy, and you got to learn how to adapt. For example, like with us, like when we got to L.A. We had to adapt to the lifestyle of L.A. We had to adapt to it's going to be meetings, meetings, meetings. At first, we were just going to meetings, going to meetings, going to meetings. But then we were losing track of work. We had to adapt to finding that balance between, all right, going to meetings, if it means something, and what is it for, and making sure we got our work done. You know what I'm saying? Right. So how long did it take you to adapt when being in Germany for the for the well, first time? For the first time, it it, it took me, we call it being acclimatization. It took me about... About three months. About three months. Uh, about okay. ninety days to, to trying to get my my feet on the ground and knowing what I was supposed to be doing, who was my supervisors, you know, who was my friends, or who would that be my associates. But during through the whole thing, you know, I met a young man at the time. You know, him and I was him. He was from South Philly. His name was Derek Coon. Derek Coon. Yeah. From South Philly. South Philly. Now here I am from Florida. You know. He didn't understand the word I was saying because, you know, he's from up north, Florida, <laughs> but somehow we click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and. Country uh, boy, northern boy. Northern boy. Yeah. You know, he had the gazelles on, you know, the, the, the all stars, the gold chain. Yeah, yeah. He was South Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and here I am, you know, from Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> yeah. You know. But but we clicked and we and we we hit me where I was strong, you know where he was weak I was strong and vice versa. So okay, we helped each other out. You know, so you to get you, you 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 got you a little uh, little team. I mean, a little team. Yeah, got you a little got you a little team. And that's where I met um, um brother named Nobles. Nobles. And um and uh, and Eddie, the older brothers. Yeah. One from D.C. One from New York. They was related. They was like the OGs. Yeah. One from New York taught me how to spin. Taught me the first thing about DJing. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I watched them all the time. I mean, watch them spin, cut, slice, dice. It was amazing to me. Yeah, when I saw them do it. And that's when you first kind of fell in love with, I say, yeah, with DJing. Yeah, that's I what I like DJing. Now, yeah. that was a hobby. That was my hobby. Yeah, yeah, that was your hobby. Yeah, yeah. No, no, what no. you still do to this day. You still do this day, and that's and that's, but that's beautiful though. You understood, you understood. Oh, sorry, my little brother's in here. What you talk? Nobody knock on your door. Ain't nobody knock on the door. <laughs> you hearing things? Y'all getting the natural sounds in here? Nope, nobody knocking. You hearing things? We we're in the middle of a podcast. We almost done. Podcast. <laughs> that was the little one. That was Gideon. That was the warrior. That was the warrior. Now question now so with me when when i was younger did you did you think like you know how you can look at a kid sometimes and be like all right i feel like they're going to do this when they get uh older i feel like they're going to be this when they get i feel like did i ever give you any signs to like all right he's gonna be this that 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 or that i knew one thing when i was younger I always made friends easily. I always made friends pretty easily. I, that was a that was a that was a easy thing for me. But did you did you? I was always silly, of course. But mm-hmm. did you have any idea I'd be doing what I'm doing now? 
honestly, I thought I knew that, like you said, I knew you were funny. You know, I knew you had a, a light humor. Yeah. Because I know you saw me get in situations, you know, that made you laugh when I was <laughs> doing things when you were hanging out with me, you know, and I was taking you from place to place. Yeah. Um, and I knew that when uh, when it came to when you was in school and you tried doing, you did the I think you did a modeling thing, you yeah. did the drama, you did drama, you did sports, and I seen you put your, you know put your talent in, you know I seen that you were you could excel in any yeah one of the things that you had chose to do yeah you know and at one time I wanted to. I said I'm gonna push him. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna push him to do. You know, cause growing up, you know, when you were little, I bought you little basketball goals all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we used to be sitting when you were four years old. You said, "You say, Daddy, arch, arch," and you shoot the ball way up, and it come down the basket. I was happy. <laughs> you arch. You know, run outside arch. So you learn how to shoot the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That nice arch. I say, man, he gonna be, he gonna be balling. You know, shooting that rock. <laughs> You know, so uh, as you got older and then I started moving around and, you know, me and your mother, you know, separated mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and life and stuff. And when you were about five, but uh, six. But then I know that you were still playing sports, mm-hmm. playing baseball, came to baseball game. You were still playing football, you know, but and you were, and you were very smart. Mm-hmm. Age, you can articulate. Mm-hmm. You, know, you didn't. You didn't stutter with words. So I find it hard to express yourself uh, about things. And then you were very. You thought logically. You know, nothing was like as it seemed to you. You know, as it looked, it always looked a different way to mm-hmm. you. You know, that's how comedians think. Right. <laughs> and then you were very competitive. You know, very competitive. You know. I used to, uh, yeah. I used to hate losing. You know? Yeah, you hate losing. I, boy, I'd be in there crying, He's, crying. Let me tell you one time. <laughs> I never forget. I was in Mirror in Panama, and I heard my baby up there crying. <laughs> I ran upstairs with you crying. He was crying called Mario died <laughs> on the Nintendo. The little thing just got smaller and smaller because he kept on <laughs> the dragon kept getting him or something. <laughs> Uh, he was crying about the Nintendo game. Mario had got too small, he disappeared. Up there in tears, like big, big tears too. I thought big somebody tears. had died. I used to hate losing. Didn't I have that same thing with Uncle Scott? Yeah, with Uncle Scott too. Oh yeah, you you play with your Uncle Scott, and you know, and, as an uncle, he don't he gonna make he gonna it's funny to him. So he he gonna be he gonna make it worse. He gonna make it worse. My dad got three brothers. And Uncle Scott is the is the oldest. But, yeah. Yeah, Uncle Scott. Old. Yeah, he the oldest, right? Yeah. He, he, but he, I knew he, I knew you was gonna be in film, though. I knew one day you was gonna be in film because I had VHS tapes. You know, at that time we had we didn't have um, DVD. Yeah, DVD yeah, no. Nah. For those who don't know what a VHS tape is, it's a big rectangular block <laughs> that goes inside of a VCR. But, but somehow. First, I don't know how the toast got inside my VCR. Somebody put toast in there? Yeah, somebody put toast in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was square. <laughs> That's logical. That's and, logical. And then he was wrapped up in VCR tape. <laughs> like, like, how the baby, how you get, 
He was all around you like he was tied up in in the in the, in the tape all around. You know, pulled the tape all oh, out man. the VCR. Oh man, I'm tripping. <laughs> Wrapped up in the VCR tape. I'm tripping inside my VCR. I'm tripping. That's my bad. That's my bad. So I knew then yeah. that you were going to be in film. It's funny. I You were wrapped in film already. When I got fat is when I discovered my love for entertainment. Really? Because once I got fat, I kind of lost sight of... I lost sight of, like, sports and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I, just, yeah, I was you like... Did. You, did. you did. I was like, this ain't... I thought it was making me happy, but it was it wasn't pushing me. But when I found music, it gave me. I was like, "All right, I like, but, I like doing this." But let me tell you what: when you, when you, when you got fat, I, I cried. Cause Wait, you, what? Because I, I went overseas, and when your mama sent me that picture, <laughs> what, what, what happened to my baby? I mean, cause it was slim when I left. <laughs> I, I didn't know what happened. Oh I think, man! I think he's starting to like y'all around here. Y'all, you ain't, y'all ain't going taking about on the track. He ain't running away. <laughs> I was mad. I was crying. I was mad. Oh man! I was mad. Oh but, uh, man! Cause I had thought that they had let you, you know, just start coming home from school and just eating and, and doing your homework yeah. and, and watching those what's that Dragon Ball Z? What yeah. Oh yeah, Dragon Ball. Hey yo, Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z was my thing. Yeah, but that's when I started discovering more and more TV though that I liked. That I like, I was like, all right, I like this show. I like this uh-huh. show. I like this. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just always knew. I knew. I knew probably in like the tenth grade, I was gonna do something in entertainment or music. Or I mean, mm-hmm. music is entertainment, but I knew I was gonna do something in entertainment because I was always good with people. Always good with people. Very charismatic. I was just always good with people, and I was like, man, yeah. I like making people feel good. Mm-hmm. I like making people feel good. I like, I like. Then I like the feeling when I started rapping, and people started like giving me praise on that. Like when I started or oh, doing yeah, music, franchise. When I was franchised, and the, you know the Man. the the, the, re- the response that I got, <laughs> the response that I got from family and friends that felt good. Oh, yeah, we felt good. That was, that and was, I was uh, like, remember the rapping era. I was like, all right, this is something that I can see myself doing long term, and it kind of went on from there. But I knew, I knew, I knew because I couldn't hold a job. I didn't, I didn't like working. No. I didn't. Oh man, I ain't like working. But that, that rap thing, it gave you, uh, you got more self confident. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I saw you grow when you started rapping. Yeah, you started, and you would just write. All, the time. all day, books and books from you writing. I got still, I still got the books at my mama house. Oh, like man, he owned something. He doing something different now, you know. And uh, you know that's crazy. You know what? My bad. I don't mean, cut you. I just think about it. Sometimes I find it difficult to write now. Like when I'm writing skits and stuff like that. Sometimes, mm-hmm. like within the past year, there'd be moments this year, and I'm like, man, I can't, I can't write. Or I, I be wanting to write, but you just, you just reminded me that I used to write like it was nothing. Yeah, I'd be in hours. Hours, right? Now. <laughs> all your books. Like, he wrote all these, all these tablets, all these books, all around, and just. Write. I got this booklets of words. Yeah, 
I think you just inspired me to just go back to that, find whatever that was. Yeah, you you may need to open up that manuscript and look in there. And just look in there. In there for you. And just look you in know, there. When you writing those things, I mean, I was just all <laughs> just writing, all just like like the composition there, books. There, there, those little composition full books. of them. Right, full of them. Yeah. That yeah. Took a lot. I mean, you just was into it that deep. Yeah. I would get lost. I'd be in class. I had. I'd be at work. I have receipts. I would take the receipt, rip it, and just have words, rhymes, right all the way, all the way yeah. down the page. Yeah. And what's crazy is, I still rap to this day. You know what I'm saying? We still rap. Yep. I rap with Dorm Tame and da da da. I don't think that's ever gonna leave me because I'm good with with rhymes and right. words. Right. But it's just funny how when you're young, you don't know what that's gonna turn into. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what that's going to be, what that's going to manifest into. But from a parent standpoint, it's I know it's fun for you because you like, I don't know what this is, what it's going to be. But, I, I mean, you know, I support it. You know, I may not understand it. Right. I may not understand it. Even when it came to dorm tame, I mean, you had some disagreement because you just you don't right. understand. It. It's two different lanes. It's two, lanes. two different lanes. Yeah. But now you understand. Yeah, because you see the passion. I mean, you see the passion behind it. It's like, you know what? It's like I can't. You can't even really say nothing because <laughs> what can I say? The boy out there living his life. You know what I'm saying. It, you know all I can do is pray for you, and you know if you need some, holler at me. Inspiring to, to, to like I said, to to make leave your mark. Yeah, and and that's what that's all I want to do. Me and Cam talk a lot. I'm doing. I'm sure our listeners probably sick of it, but they gonna they gonna hear it. We talk a lot about legacy. We talk a lot about we talk a lot about we talk so much legacy like these this podcast is going to be a hundred years from now when the great great grandkids listen they're going to be like yo our our, yeah. our 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 great great granddad dad's grandfathers they was wild yeah. <laughs> but we paved the way that's why I like doing these podcasts cause these are going to live on forever but but what I what I do notice that you and I have so much in common, yeah, um, is 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 our ability to 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 empathize with with other people, to be you know to be compassionate, yeah, you know, to put yourself in in that person's place, whether it's male or female, and and give advice or counsel. Uh, I do see that is a a very strong trait, yeah. In, in in our family, and I see that. I think that when it's all said and done, I think that you're gonna be in a position where you advising, you know, leadership. You know, yeah. You know, to 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 whatever whatever uh, area that takes you in yeah, your life, yeah. you're gonna be in a way where you advising leadership, and and that means that you. Going to be in that position where you're making decisions for, for 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 the world. That's what I look. At. I, I, yeah. I see that. I hear that in, even in your your articulation. Even in you like we were at the restaurant the other day, and you said, "Daddy, you know what? You know, did you see some some wrong that young lady that was serving us at the? At, I mean, she looked cute and everything, but she was like she was having a bad day. So you took upon yourself to say, you know, let me make her day. You know, give her something to smile about because." Apparently she's having a, you know a rough time and, and she I don't like seeing us. people like that. Yeah, she told we. I bet you we the first person to ask. I bet you nobody else asked. Her. Right. I bet you ain't nobody else asking. Exactly. 
Cause no. as soon as we said it, she's like, "Oh well, you know." Yeah, she uh-huh. she just started talking. And she got a smile out, and then she became she came back to the table, and then she was more courteous, and she was more a little friendlier and yeah, everything, yeah. you know. Sometimes you just gotta ask people. Man. I don't like I don't like seeing people. I you could you could you could feel it. Like I could feel it. Like I'm like, man, she just ain't. What's wrong with her? You know what I'm saying? I was like, I know it ain't us. Right. Right. So let me let me see what's wrong with her. Right. And you never know. Stuff like that can save people lives. You never yeah. know what she'll think about doing when you go home. You never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and and that and that's I'm such a people person in that in that aspect, man. I just I'm very empathetic to people, and I, and I want everybody to be the best person they could be. I want everybody because, man, we got this life that that God gave us, and it's just like, what are we what are we doing out here being mad at it? You know what I'm saying? Let's let's try to cheer. Let's try to help each other out. Let's try to. Mm-hmm. I I ain't with all the all the the extra stuff, man. I'm trying to have everybody be the best version of themselves. You know, and I think that's what dormtainment helps us do too, man. When people tell us that we put a smile on their face, that's I mean, that's what it's for. That's what it's for. Yeah, when, yeah I mean, we, we yeah we do it because we love it, but at the end of the day, we do it to inspire somebody. Yeah, in the business of making people feel make people feel better, make happier, give them something else to think about, take them out of their own troubles sometimes. Giggle medicine. You know, I. I I sit here sometime and I turn turn that one skit when you you the homeless guy you picking your toes and you oh, oh, what the? and I, I I I left with that all the time that just that just crazy you know and and uh, that's crazy and that's you know that's why I know when when that's why it means a lot when you or mom can can come to a live show and see. Cause you came to a small live show. I, uh-huh. When you come to the state to the arena or the stadium next, you are gonna be like, man, I remember when we was at the college. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's the moments that those are the most important moments in my life to me. Because it, it just shows growth. It shows maturity. It shows what you could do when you just keep your head down, keep moving forward, and mm-hmm. just keep believing and keep trusting in God and keep and keep being faithful. You know, and and it's just. I'm at, I'm really at a pivotal point in my life where I'm I'm figuring out a lot when I about what I like and what I don't like, what I want, what I don't want cuz you know it takes time like 30 mm-hmm. 29 is still young. Very young. 29 is very young. 29 is I'm still 29. When I turn 30, I'll be 30. Then I got a whole decade of 30 to go through. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. so age ain't nothing to me like that's just it's age is how you feel. Age is how you feel. Mm-hmm. Now, even for you, even at fifty five, do you feel fifty five or do you just know that you're fifty five? You know what I'm saying? Like it's different I between because me I, right now I feel twenty one. <laughs> I guess the best way to put it is that um, when my dad was fifty five, I thought he was fifty five. Mm hmm. Um, now that I'm 55, I don't, I don't even see myself being an elderly person in a way of saying that I can't, I can't flow with the fashion. Yeah. I don't, I got to listen to this type of music because now I'm 55. I yeah. Listen. I don't, I don't feel that way. I can't. Yeah. I got to still be able to, because now with this new generation thing is you have to stay abreast of everything. Yeah, you know, and with me having younger children, boys, I have to know sometimes what they're thinking, what they're doing, and what and how they see things, and then also I have to be able to relate to them and tell them 
about what, how I look at it, but not look like it, make it look like it's archaic. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, here come Daddy again with that same story. He used to walk to school, <laughs> run from the dogs, 10 miles in the snow and everything. He had to walk to school. He didn't have a bus ride or he didn't have a, a car ride. See, I can't, I can't come off that way to him. Yeah. You know, so I know I'm 55 and I'm blessed that I'm 55. But to say that I have to stay in a, put myself in a certain box or a certain group or act a certain way. You don't do that. No. I, I, I would never do that. Go then I take myself away from, from, you know, from who you are, who I am. That's you beautiful know, too. You know, because a lot of people think because they get older they have to be. Hold up, everybody, everybody, get your mid roll on. Sit back, relax, cause we got another one for you. Now I got something on my shoulder that I need to get off, and it ain't no chip. Don't you hate when you edit a project and you just need to find that good stock video or stock photo, but you know you ain't trying to pay that much for it, cause we ain't got it. But that's where Video Blocks comes in. You see, with Video Blocks, you get studio quality stock. For a fraction of the cost and download all the stock video your heart desires from their member library, including HD footage, After Effects templates, motion backgrounds and more. Plus, save on millions of additional marketplace clips where the artists take home 100 percent of the sale price. Guess what? For the months of November and December, you get the triple bundle. That's right. That's video, audio and images for the price of one for one forty nine. So go to videoblocks.com backslash trap house to get all the stock video, audio, and images you can imagine for just one forty nine. That's video blocks, V I D E O B L O C K S dot com backslash trap house to save on millions of studio quality clips, tracks, and graphics. Now let's get back to the show. Peace. Sorry about that, y'all. I just had a uh, quick <clears throat> malfunction, but that was, uh, that's like saying you, you could, people think just because you are older, you have to like be older. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right, if you right. 45, but you feel like you keeping up with everything, then that's what you do. You don't have to, exactly. you don't have to mold. You don't have to start wearing stuff different and stuff like that. If you don't want to, not if you don't, you don't have to conform to, yeah. to, to, to the norm. Yeah, to society standards right, of know. what forty five or fifty five or sixty five is. Who says? Who establishes that you need to act a certain way at a certain age? I mean, act accordingly. Yeah, act, yeah. And be respectful, and 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 you can't say, well, you know, you ain't go fifty five year old man gonna be wearing those saggy pants, okay? Because then you represent, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's different. Children, but I'm just saying, same You don't mean that in your mind mentally. And, and don't mean you can't have an Instagram. How you act socially. I mean, you can't have an Instagram. I mean, you can't have a do Twitter. a YouTube. Can't do a YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if that's what rocks your boat, then float it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Then that's that's okay. I got friends, females that 55 years old, man. That they make YouTube yeah. videos. They go YouTube live. I don't. I don't hate them. Yeah. Do what you do. I just choose not to do it. But I go out and DJ at a sweet sweet 16 party. Yeah. And, and make it rock. Yeah. Like it's supposed to. So, you know, like I said, you know, you don't you don't take away yourself from who you are. Just because someone said that, man, you fifty five, you you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, man. yeah, you, know, you shouldn't be doing that. No. Nah, <laughs> no, because like, nah. like Richard Pryor said, you know, you got one life to live. Yeah, so you better ride them up until your wheels come off. It, yeah, you know, because after that, it's done. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, ain't no shoulda, woulda, coulda. Nah, yeah, it's yeah. 
Yeah. Not until not until God ready to put you back in whatever whatever form He want to put you back in. <laughs> so, man, but yeah, it man, it's just so much I'd be wanting to talk about, man, because I just got so much. But we so we got about we had about fifty minutes. We got about ten, ten, fifteen minutes left. Um, okay, okay. I just want to touch on. So speaking, uh, talking about legacy, legacy. Now, now, um, now you name me Junior. Now, in in your honest, I want your honest answer. Honest answer. Do you, if I have a son, if I have a son, would you like me to continue the legacy and make and have a third? Is or or do you give me free range to do what I want? I mean, of course, I know you give me free range, but in your eyes, wouldn't it would it be cool to see that legacy keep going? Um, if if you if you could, if if you if you had it your way, honestly, yeah. Hold on, uh, hey 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 hey, push the door up, push the door up, push the door. Up. Y'all getting real live fussing right now. You, right you getting real live fussing? That's it. All right, <laughs> yeah, but go ahead. Honestly, um, um, I named you Stevie Jerome Green Jr. Jr. Oh my God. <laughs> How proud I was! It it, it 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 feels a little different, don't it? So for you to name your first son, yeah, after your namesake, your yeah. father's sake, yeah, oh, it's an honor, it's a blessing, because I may not get to see him be successful or potential, but the name that he carries on, you know, I have to think about it. It, it, it makes you feel like you you live. Forever, you yeah. left for something. You left, yeah, yeah. you know, something behind. Yeah, you know, even though this Joshua, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gideon, you know, they have uh, namesakes of yes, their own, of course, you know. Uh, but you have my whole name, yeah, you know, and you're my first son, yeah. So it's naturally being honored to have you, my first grandson, Stevie Green Stevie the third. Green. Stevie Jerome Green the third. Third. I ain't mad at it. I'm not saying yay or nay. I'm not mad at okay, it. Okay, just you know, pray I'm on. Tell you when you when you when you sin, uh, when that day comes, uh, you're gonna be com- compelled to give him your name. I didn't. I had all kind of names <laughs> for you. I bet. I bet. You know, yeah. You know, like um, Carlton. Yeah. A name. Now, mind you, you had Carlton. <laughs> Wait, hold on. You you ain't had no damn Carlton. It was Carson. Carson ain't bad. Yeah, because that's gonna be a smooth name, Carson. You know, Carson ain't bad. Yeah. Now I uh, might take that. <laughs> Y'all call me Carson Jerome Green, <laughs> the yeah, Junior. Nah, nah. Um, no, because picking a name ain't. It's not a. I think people take name picking as a simple thing. It's not. It's not that. It's a. It's something that they gonna carry with them. Yeah, because in 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 Africa, let's say in Africa, yeah, yeah, a name was not just picked out of the, out of the trees. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When the baby was born, that name meant something. Yeah, it it, it, it symbolized something. Something. Uh, during that time, during that year, uh, throughout the family or whatever, it, it meant something yeah. to for the name to be called. Like my my wife's name is is Mechitus. Yeah, it means holy one. Mm. You know, holy place. Yeah. You know, so names weren't just given because 
They sound smooth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when you were born, everything else didn't matter. That was gonna be Stevie Jr. As soon as you seen it, it was like, all right. That was Stevie Jr. That was it. That was it. That was it. That's your first your first son. With no it wasn't even no thinking about it when you came out, so it was that Stevie Jr. Yeah. That's it. Plus, I looked just like you, so I mean, it's yeah, like, mama, like you know, I already know what you're gonna name him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if I have a girl, it's different. You know, you, of course, you can't. You know, I, I mean, she could be, but <laughs> but I could name her Stevie. Stevie has yeah, a girl name too. I could name too. I could girl. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, I um. I'm with that. I mean, because legacy is a big, big man. Legacy this year has became bigger and bigger to me, mm-hmm. just because I know what I want to leave behind. Like, I know the imprint I want to make on the world. I know, yeah. I know that I want my name to be in a history book, dormtainment. Oh yeah. In a in a history when they come, you know how you look through like the Time magazines yeah. and you see old photos of like the Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr., yeah, Frank yeah, Sinatra, yeah, like Ed, boxes. Eddie, you know Richard mm-hmm. Pryor, Red Fox. You see, you see it. You see it, yeah. And it ain't going nowhere. It's stamped. It's stamped. It's stamped. It's stamped. When you talk about comedy, we talk about entertainment. They always forever. They stamped. Boom. Mm-hmm. I want Dorm Tame to be that first black group stamped. You like we when you look back two hundred a hundred years from now and it's and it's twenty other famous black groups, I want them to go ahead and trace that all the way back. Boom. Stamped. Speaking speaking of which, let me um talk to me. Part some on you. I just I just had a thought that talk I to me. about it before. Um when we see athletes basketball player, football yeah. players and they get inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And and you think about their accomplishments and everything. Yeah. And you realize that they were doing what they was chosen to do. They're gifted to do. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter where whether you like it or I like it. Mm-hmm. They're gifted. Mm-hmm. But a comedian, when I think about just being, even myself, when I get in front of people for the first time, I'm a little stage fright. Even when I start DJing, yeah, yeah, yeah. too, I get a little couple of things in. But yeah, yeah. as a comedian, when you come out on the stage and you're facing all these people outside out there, that's got to be something. Because everybody's looking for you to make them feel good. Yeah. Uh, to say something funny. To make them take their name. Their, you their, know what their, it their, is? Their, their mind away from their own troubles or whatever's going on. You know it's a good comparison? Cause when they come there, say say all right, say they had a maybe they got up that morning. Say their alarm clock didn't go off, boom, they already late for work. Say they get to work, they find out that they not getting that raise that they wanted to get. Boom. Say they get a rent notice or from their landlord. It's just been one of them days. Yeah. When they come to sit down to you, they taking all that energy and they sitting it right. It's like they across the table from you. They sitting it there and they saying, "Here, this is what I dealt with with today." Help me fix it. Yeah, you fix it. Help me forget it. Don't help me forget this for me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So imagine a room full of a hundred people taking all that energy and saying, "Here you go, brother. It's your turn." Yeah. Jesus probably felt like that. They, everybody was bringing oh, yeah. the problem. Everybody was bringing oh, yeah. the problem. Oh, yeah. Here. Yeah. I got this wrong yeah. with me. My family need this. Yeah. 
I heard you do this. Yeah. I heard, and he had to step up, and but not that he had to, but he wanted to. You wanted to. He wanted to. You wanted. And to. as a comedian, I want to do that for you, you as to. the best way that I can. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when we're up there on stage, oh my god, it's such a vulnerable feeling. It's like it's I'm open up there. I'm open. Yeah. I'm open. Yeah. But that's what's so beautiful about it too. Yeah. That you that we can sit in this room. I think if com- if comedians and and uh, whoever whoever's doing any type of stage work, if they Treated it like a combo more, they would be okay. Yeah, like how I'm talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. That's you, you talk to your crowd like that. We have, we about to have a conversation. We not even. I'm not here to put on an act for you. I'm, we about to have a conversation. That's true. And when we had a conversation, now people they feel, but they bring you now. You bringing them in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now you like now all you right, bring in, right. You bringing them in. We having a conversation. You know, you relax. You leaning on the mic. You know, you chilling. We talking. Yeah, we talking. And when comedians do that, it feels better. Instead of them just up there just rambling, rambling, rambling. Now they taking their time. I, I you, it, that takes time to learn. Right. When I when I first did my stand up, I ran through my stand. I, yeah. I had a five minute set. I think I ran through it in two minutes. Two minutes of change. <laughs> ran through it. Done. But now, the last set I did it was like twelve minutes. But I sat in it. I sat in it. I got a book uh, talking about the art of the uh, the art of the um, the silence. Because it's 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 a it's a beautiful thing inside that silence. If you can. If you can muster up enough courage to sit in it and take it, yeah, okay. Because if I say say I say a joke and I say da 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 boom boom and I say say I say um so the other day uh my grandma was smacking loud as hell and some peanut butter <laughs> say and say, and say now because people waiting where I'm going with this right. Sometimes you get scared because you waiting for somebody to laugh a little bit in there. But if don't nobody laugh, it's okay. Because mm-hmm. now I got now I got options. So say nobody laughs. So my grandma was smacking the other day loud on some peanut butter. You heard right on some peanut butter. She, mind you, she ain't got no teeth, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Now, mm-hmm. right now, right. It didn't. It was as if I meant to do that. It was as if it wasn't like, oh, shoot, I messed up. Oh, God, let me uh, figure out. It was like, what? I said it. And what? You got to kind of own it. Yeah. I've seen, I've heard, <laughs> I heard comedians come out and just hit, you know, some because some comedians come out and they just hit you with a one line or they come out and they say something like, yeah, so uh, I'm thinking about divorcing my wife. You may, they might say it like that, you know, right. and that's shocking. That's shocking yeah. But they sit in mm-hmm. it and they look at you like, and what and they look at you like and what you gonna say about it? So I'm here to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just a. I fell in love with the stage when I. I think once we did that first variety show back at Georgia State, like I fell in love. It was so scary, but I I think I fell in love with it because it's a different feeling when you're on that stage when you can command a crowd. Yeah. It is a whole different feeling. Cause I've done it. I've done a couple of training things. Um, yeah. Even in the military, so yeah. when you up on the stage, all you on the platform. When you have everybody's attention and you know what and you, you're doing, and you know what you're doing, and you know what you're talking about, and uh, and you feel confident in knowing that you you're articulating and they're listening, and they you have the undivided attention. Ain't nothing. Ain't nothing like it. No. Hey, honestly, ain't, ain't nothing like the making the videos and filming movies, all that stuff. That's great. But when you're on that stage, like when when I when I remember when I've seen Kevin Hart's What Now special, even though I don't think that was his best special, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. Uh, when he when he popped, 
out the stage and you seen because it was just, it was the, the special he did in his hometown in Philly in the stadium. Okay. When he popped out the stage and you seen fifty three thousand people, I it gave me chill. It gave me immediately when I said, wow. I said woof, because like that's that's a football stadium. Football stadium. That's fifty three thousand people Come for one, one man on on stage. One stage, one man. <laughs> they silent while you talk. Silent. That's what I'm saying. Wow, that's that like people. That's, that's as as power. That's power, man. And man, I commend him for everything oh, yeah. he does because oh, yeah. that that's that's oh, yeah. one that take nerve. It that take courage. That's that's about worse than fighting somebody. <laughs> that's that's uh, going against a, a Goliath right there. Yeah, he's standing there, and that's that's the Goliath right around around him. All yeah, right fifty three thousand people. His Goliath. And he demands waiting, waiting for anything to go wrong. If anything go wrong, it's a wrap. And he slayed him. Yeah, they done. They done. <laughs> turn and then turn it into a special and sell it and just put it in theaters. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so I, I I thank you for giving me that gift of the microphone, man. I, I think that was one of the. I mean, even what we doing now, I'm on a mic. You know, what I'm saying podcast is what we do. I think me, we just enjoy, and I enjoy talking to people, man. I, everybody has a story. Everybody has a story, and everybody deserves to be heard. You know, and and I, I just I just like it. Yeah, and um, and I'm a fan. You know, you're my son. I'm yeah. a fan of Don Tammy, but I'm a more of a fan, a bigger fan of yours because uh, sometimes I get in here in the morning time and uh, I turn on the uh, comedy trap house comedy while trap I'm getting house. dressed. You know, in the morning, <laughs> just hear y'all voices and yeah, and you know, me like, man, I'm just you know, just me almost hearing myself knowing that that's the voice that yeah. You know, it just that you create. It just you know, it, I'd be like you know, and sometimes my wife say, "You still listening to that?" I was like, you know, you know, it. I just want. Uh, sorry about that. My computer hating on us. It's trying to tell us to wrap it up, but whatever. Go finish your thought. My bad. Yeah, just like I was saying, uh, to get back on the um, the podcast yeah. uh, about the company trap house. So I'm uh, listening to you guys in the morning time, you know, and and then hearing my son's voice, you know, and and the other fellows also, all you guys. Um, yeah. Uh, I sit back and I'm astonished sometimes that um, you know, I see five young black successful men and they having dialogue. Yeah. And it's not about this ish, this ish, yeah. this. It's dialogue. It's it's things that matter to the world. The things that matter to their lives, and you know, and and um, yeah. young generations, and you know, it's, it's something for everyone if you open your mind up and and don't be so critical of everything someone's trying to say. Sometimes, sometimes you got to you got to listen to the words and not to just, I mean, listen to the content and not just to the words because the words have an underlying meaning and and, and they're trying to get you to see something. You know, Cause these guys are not just out there just. Talking because you know it, it sounds good. You yeah. know, it's a message. You know, and so we need. You know, we we need that. You know, we need need the laughter. Need the company. We need the, their perspectives on what's going on in in the, in society today in life. You know, because um, these these are the men of the future. Uh, this is the leaders of the future. So uh, yeah can't always stay in you know in your old ways and like oh 
oh man, that you know, no, that don't work. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I, I just think that um, you know, my hats off uh, to 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 the growth, to the development, thank you, thank you. Um, to the perseverance, you know, and thank to you. determination, and 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 I've seen these guys come from you know college in 2006 yeah uh when he started and then 2010 he graduated so i've watched these young men grow you know to men yeah tremendously you know through yeah. the ups and downs and the adversities you know yeah uh but it, it, they got that what you call stick togetherness yeah you know? uh well and 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 i you know and just from, from my point of view as a father you know, uh, they're all my sons, you know. And as a fan, I, I wouldn't put nobody up above them, nobody else. Uh, and I, I appreciate that. That's that's a good note to lead out, lead out on, man. I think uh, if you could give me, your son, um, one, th- I guess going in 2018, because we're going to be going in 2018. So um, if you could give me, one thing, one word for next year. Either a word I need to focus on, or something that you that you want to drop for me to 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 think about for next year, or to to hone in on. What would that be? I thought about that, and um, while you were saying that, yeah. and, and and it keeps keeps hit me in my mind yeah uh and in my spirit and it's 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 just telling me season ooh season 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 mm. all right i'll think on that season focus on that word season and not just a word but the, everything about it everything about it season all right i like it season all right well y'all uh it has been a great podcast you know we could probably talk for hours on this thing man but we're gonna let y'all go we'll have to you know this part two maybe we'll wait two more years and do part three part three gonna be on an island somewhere (laughs) yep yep dj slice you got your man dj smooth slice Slice in the building my dad man i thank you man i love you um i'm so glad i got to spend this time with you it's always a pleasure every time we link up it's a pleasure we'll have to record the next one live we have to record it like so we can get our faces on there oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so uh so we're gonna do the fedora the fedora the soup coolers the soup soup coolers is coming out with the album the soup coolers man lip-hop you know what i'm saying so uh (laughs) Yeah, lip hop. I like that lip hop. Yeah, blow the lip hop. We're gonna blow that soup out for y'all, you know. So let's blow it out for one time. We got this podcast. We out. We love y'all, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Tune in next week to another episode of the Comedy Trap House. I'm your